Hello. Hi, welcome back. My brain's melted. Yeah, well, this is our third episode of today because of somebody's honeymoon. Beth meaning... is just making sure that I'm never going to go away for an extended <laughs> yeah. period of time again. Yeah. <laughs> Except next year it'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but at least next year when it's you, I can edit them while you're away. You'll just be like, okay, guys, it's just <laughs> L here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need Becca. <laughs> Do that like where you flex up yeah. your hands and crack your knuckles. Phase me out. The sound when everyone's just like, bring Becca back. <laughs> <laughs> we like hearing her chuck boiling tea over herself. <laughs> <laughs> There'd God. be no one to correct my pronunciations and I'd like fuck up the word. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah. Um, Obviously, this is a sort of jumping straight into our recording. So there's not a great deal else that's happened for us because it's minutes since we said goodbye to you last yeah, week. Yeah, really not a lot is happening. I'm no. still to do my 5K. Yeah, um, I am still starving. Hungry. Which... I did pack last night finally for the honeymoon. Ooh, that's almost that's done. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you will be like on be. the honeymoon. No, you'll have just come back when this comes out. Yes. Oh my god. I know. Will it be that's like scary. That's yeah. sad. Oh, I know. <laughs> wow. Think of me wishing that I'm still in Costa Rica. Yeah. To be fair, I'd be probably glad to get back. I'll miss the kids a lot. Yeah. That's thing. I really enjoy going and doing exciting stuff. I didn't used to because of anxiety, but I've got better to where I can enjoy doing stuff now. Yeah. But I still, I like getting home. I like being at home. It gets a point where you're just like, I just want my own bed now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your own space. And just to think, actually, I do just want to chill out on the sofa with a hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and not be doing anything special. I don't want to be judged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah. yeah. So we are into week two of Molly and Jeff's case. Um, this the is where one that it, I don't think we should be doing. Yeah, this it is ended where, so nicely. I know, and this is where it starts to go downhill. Unfortunately, it starts off good. Um, it's only towards the end that it gets sad. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then part three is going to be just tears and sobbing. Pretty much, yeah. And just so I know what I've got to look forward to when I come when back. When you come back, yeah. yeah. If if coming back off of the honeymoon doesn't crappy enough, you've <laughs> then got, got this. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we left them last week as they were continuing along the eighty after that eventful few days with some trail friends that Elle and I would both hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way too many people. Yep. Um, I hate it when you feel like you've got to be social mm, to be polite. Yes. And all you want to do is like crawl into your own sleeping bag. Yeah. Or just sit and just read for a bit yeah. and not have to talk. God, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over the next week or so, they made their way in, surprise, surprise, an extremely leisurely manner. <laughs> um, they slept late. They stopped at midday and lunch breaks turned into the rest of the day breaks. Nice. Yeah. Um, they were, from the sounds of it, I think just having like the best time. They were just taking everything in to savour it. Um, after a while, there was a hiker whose trail name was Muskrat. Muskrat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Who they were trying to catch up to. Um, they'd met him earlier in the trail. And obviously, people leave entry, so you can kind of see if you're behind someone as well. Yeah. Um, and unsurprisingly, he'd passed them. <laughs> um, there were also, actually, interestingly, um, three other hikers reading Jeff and Molly's logbook entries who were trying to catch up to them. Okay. Um, so everyone was just having fun and, like, loving yeah. that social aspect of through hiking. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then 
on. I would expect you to go on hikes like that to get away from. That people. is what I like doing. Yeah, I love going for a long walk with the dogs. And it's yeah. been like yes, because we live in the countryside. No I'm like people don't have to see anyone. When you do see someone, it's like ugh, why yeah, are no. you here? You have to do that awkward. All right. Yeah. Morning. Yeah. And get your dog away from my dog. <laughs> like, but yeah, then it's almost like you feel like insulted. Like this is my space at the moment. Yeah. Like, why are you out? Exactly. Here? Yeah. Um, then on the fifth of September, nineteen ninety, entirely unbeknownst to anyone on the trail, a man started his own journey and a journey that oh, would oh. end the lives of Molly and Jeff. No. Yeah. Why? Right. The man in question was thirty-eight. Quite a bit older than that. Yeah, short, sturdily built. Um, he was a worker on a farm, and he was considered bright and also like a hard worker by employers. Yeah, but he also never seemed to have like a set direction to his life, and had a very private, like almost furtive personality. Um, and he often disappeared for long stretches of time, which made me wonder why they kept employing him. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe it was like seasonal work. Yeah, or that's something. true. Yeah, maybe he just fucked off at the yeah. end of like a harvest or something, and then turned back up at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this man's name was Paul David Cruz. Okay. <clears throat> he had had a traumatic childhood and earlier life. He was sad for the child. Yeah, he was abandoned. Oh. Um, and then adopted at the age of eight by a family in North Carolina. Okay. Um, he would run off a lot uh, as well. So, was he just not a happy kid? No. Um, he, once he got a bit older, he had a brief stint in the Marines. Okay. Brief, because it was from 1972 to 73. Whoa. So, yeah. During that time, he also got married. Had a baby. What? Um, attempted suicide, which is sad. That is one busy <clears throat> year. Yeah, and was then kicked out of the forces after going AWOL. Which he'd done previously. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. It doesn't sound like it was the best. And again, you don't know every situation and can't judge. And But it sounds like it wasn't, especially for the time, necessarily the best situation with his no. child's mother. Because... They got married and she had the baby, like, I think it was two months later. Okay. So, so a bit potentially, of a it was more of a we have to than we want yeah. to. Like, not have to, but have to Especially for the time. Especially if he's then in the Marines as well. Yeah. And... Um, but yes, for the next several years or so, he worked a bunch of casual jobs in Indiana. Oh, sorry, yeah, he got divorced as well in 1974. May have been something to do with the going AWOL. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so after that, he worked a bunch of casual jobs and got married again. What? what? Oh, of course, yeah. he was divorced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, they divorced as well after he held a bayonet to her throat in bed. I'm guessing not consensually. No, he ah. I think, snuck up behind her. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. No, oh. so he sounds lovely. No, oh. Can understand her divorcing him. I mean, go her divorcing him. Yeah, like, especially that's... not giving him another chance to yeah. do that again. Exactly. Oh, that just... Oh, no. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. But, yeah, he then ended up picking oranges in Florida for a while. Huh. Wonder if it's for, like, the orange juice things. Yeah. Anyway. I guess probably, yeah. But going back to the 5th of September, 1990... So this is fast-forwarding. Yeah. So now... Yeah, going back in my case notes, but fast-forwarding into the future now. Cool. Um, he 
boarded a bus to Winchester, I Virginia. I over your shoulder and I read it as wheelchair. <laughs> yes. Winchester? Is Winchester where the pub is that everyone should sit in and have a beer and wait for the zombie pub? No, because that's England. Over. No, no, but like, there's a lot oh. of American names that we then have here. Oh, right. Well, that is the Winchester. There you go. So I knew not, that there yeah. was Winchester to yeah. do with it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he got a bus to Winchester, Virginia, before hitchhiking haphazardly around the country, before winding up in East Berlin, See, Pennsylvania. See, Berlin's in Germany. Yeah, East Berlin, Pennsylvania. Weird. Um, on the 11th of September. Okay. Um, Cruz went to the library yeah. to ask about some hiking maps. Can you borrow those? I guess at that time, yeah. Wow. Or at least you could look at them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. maybe like the newspapers and mm. stuff. A librarian sent him to another branch, but requested that he sign their guest book, which Cruz did. Okay. Only he signed his name as Casey Horn. Right. And we are going to jump back in time a second now, because this is because Cruz was a suspected murderer. Already? Yep. What? No. On the 3rd of July... That came out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) On the 3rd of July, 1986, Cruz... So was, well, that's like four years ago. Four years before, yeah. yeah. He was, as I mentioned, in Florida. Yeah. Bartow, Florida, to be precise. Okay. And he was in a bar one night. Yeah. And accepted a lift home. Okay. The, the woman who drove him home <gasps> disappeared. No. Before being discovered naked and severely attacked. No. She was almost decapitated. Oh, God. On an old disused railway track. Oh. No. Yeah. Records state that shortly after, Cruz had driven to his brother's house in North Carolina in the dead woman's Oldsmobile. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's... What? Yeah. How, how is he still free? Uh, well... We he, get onto that, I'm guessing. Yes. Cool. He also had blood all over the car. And Cruz's blood-covered clothes and a blood-covered knife were found in it. I mean, it's looking it. pretty definitive that oh, he's yeah. he's only suspected person. because he was formally charged on the 7th. And police did not think this was his first kill. But oh, his God. brother is apparently shitty as well because he, he helped gave him Cruz. An alibi. No, he helped Cruz escape. What? He drove him into the countryside and Cruz ran, becoming a fugitive. So, what? So, yeah, he was on the run. Oh, my God. In, at this point in 1990, now, he had been on the run for, for four, four years. years. Yep. The police didn't think it was his first kill. Mm hmm. So he's going to have killed again in those yeah, four years. You would imagine so, yeah. Oh and that, maybe that's God. why he disappeared for long periods of time. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, when you first said that, I was just like, ooh, zero killer. No, yeah. stop being silly. But seems like he oh my was. God. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, well, I know, I, it's a bit of a bombshell. I just literally thought he was going to meet them on the trail. They had an altercation and he killed them. Mm. But, oh my but, God. No, he sounds like he was an absolutely shitty person inside now. Wow. Yeah. Oh my so, God. What absolute, yeah. Yeah, oh. I know, yeah. I'm just, I'm a bit lost for words because I was kind of not comes out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> you kind of like have whiplash. Yeah. From, yeah. I just, that poor woman as well. I know, and anyone else that crossed his mm, path. Just, yeah. He's just like, like at least, in, as awful as it is, at least she's been found. Yeah, true, yeah. Oh. So is that something, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, horrible, horrible, nasty, mm. nasty vibe. kind of think, how person. was he on the run for four years successfully? Yeah. And doing jobs and stuff. Oh, yeah, because he's doing, I suppose, if you give a false name, work yeah. for cash. I guess, yeah. That's the thing, in... It, I, this is just an impression I get. It might be completely wrong, 
But it feels like in a lot of cases, <laughs> compared to England, where you, I think you just would never be able to get a job without giving your details. Yeah, you can. And you can just turn up to places in America and just say, can I have cash in hand? And you, they don't People need your social do security. They don't. How? That's why you get all the illegal immigrants and stuff and the deportation people going and busting restaurants and farms really? and stuff like that. Yeah. So they just get paid in cash? Yeah, cash in hand. Oh, right. I've never really noticed that being a thing here. There was a whole TV series I suppose... that I was a bit obsessed with watching. Oh, maybe it's because I... I don't know. I've never seen like jobs advertised as like cash in hand. No, because but... they don't advertise So they them. just... How do they get them then? human trafficking some of it which is mm. horrific and yeah. just people coming over and either they know people who know people or asking oh. around or oh wow yeah huh. giving details and oh no i don't have my passport yet yeah and the place is a really shitty place and they, they don't forget. ask any questions yeah. and they can pay them less money because they don't need to pay the minimum wage yeah. and, oh wow yeah. learn something horrific new horrific yeah. new something new and horrific every day every day yeah yeah that's really sad. Yeah, it really God. is. So I guess it's not just in America. I just haven't realised that it happens like that here as well. No, wow. I think we're quite sheltered where we are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so I guess that's how he was doing it, was just cash in hand, seasonal work. and. I mean, I got... like Obviously, I'm legitimately <laughs> able to work in this country, but when I was working at a restaurant... Um, further north when I was at uni mm-hmm. I got cash in hand then really? oh wow yeah. and it was like a legitimate job yeah huh yeah oh wow I mean I stayed there because the tips were bloody amazing at times yeah. <laughs> is that the place where that person tipped like 20, 20 quid. quid for a pizza that yeah. you didn't did he take the pizza or he did take the pizza oh, okay. he just didn't take his change that's it yeah <laughs> so wow that was all right that was like four hours work a tip yeah that's nice yeah i yeah. just doubled my wage that night <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah so i don't know and just his brother i mean his brother's as scummy yeah. as him if one of us turned up at any of our houses being covered like, in blood yeah with a dead person's car yeah. and a bloody knife and somebody's gone missing and then been found dead and, and the police are closing in I would not be like you know what I'll help you escape. no I'd be like what the fuck I'd be like yeah you, you stay here I'll go and get you some food and then call bring the, the police. police back yeah be like I'm not going back in there by myself yep <laughs> like Jesus like no I just yeah no, can't no. imagine just being like, okay, yeah, I'll help you escape from you killing shitty, someone. Shitty person, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, after going into the library in Pennsylvania, Cruz wound up on the AT that afternoon. Oh, he was seen purely by chance by one of the AT's caretakers, Karen Lutz. Okay. Um, she was checking out a part of the trail because um, this section of the trail, it sort of, it had not been through like some nice woods and stuff okay and they had the 80 caretakers were like kind of piece by piece getting ownership of like these okay. woods so that the trail could go, go through, through there them. rather That's than having cool. to go along like a road yeah so she was like going and looking at one of these bits of forest that they were acquiring cool. yeah um and while she was there she saw uh this bearded man who we now know was Cruz yeah 
She said he was a bearded man dressed in a flannel shirt, which is that just like those lumberjack shirts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, jeans and combat boots. Okay, quite inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah, fairly. He had quite a few bags with him. He had a small rucksack and two red gym bags. Not really your hiking attire. No. Karen said instantly she didn't think he was a hiker. She was like, yeah. you're not dressed for the trail. You've not no. got the, the equipment's not right. No, um, you don't carry your bags like that. No. So she thought more likely he was homeless. Okay. And just kind of, yeah, hitchhiking. Um, he walked past Karen without acknowledging her. So that's just not like, very hikerly. No, either. just like head down, made his way past. Don't look at me, don't notice me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just makes you more obvious. I know, it does, yeah. And so a few hours later, um, as she drove down the road away from the woods, she, uh, Karen saw him again. Okay. So she realised he must be hiking, though he didn't seem equipped for this at all. Which, again, is a bit odd. Yeah. Um, There was a shelter, the Darlington Shelter, about three miles away. So she thought, well, that's reachable by nightfall. I guess he's making his way there. Yeah. Um, And something about him just struck her as odd and uncomfortable. But she carried on. Um, Later, she says she sensed just like evil coming off him Ooh. which i don't know about you but i've not really had many people in life with that i've felt like someone i've seen i'm like you just strike me as evil there's been like, a couple yeah but like that just yeah I, and it's you kind of just feeling ever. yeah because you just think where the fuck has this come from yeah like i don't know so yeah that's not normal to suddenly no. just be like hey on, Hang this on, person feels evil. evil yeah um but yeah. i totally Get yeah. that whole feeling. Like it's like that, and... that. It's like all the AT kind of trail advice now. Yeah. Like, trust, trust your, your gut. gut. Um, we have a sixth sense for a reason. Yeah. And in the years since, which I thought was really sad, she's like, however unreasonably, been like consumed by feelings of guilt for not doing anything. Oh, it's not her fault. Yeah. At like, all. what could she? It's have done? no one's fault but the person who's done it. Yeah. You just think, what well, you wouldn't have been able to do anything. No. You would have ended up being... A victim. Yeah. But where were Molly and Jeff? At that hut. No. Oh. <laughs> so on the 10th of September, so Karen saw this guy on the 11th. Oh, he'd already killed them. Mm, on the 10th I'm going to stop se- guessing. <laughs> on the 10th of September... They had hiked to the Peters Mountain Shelter near the Susquehanna River. Okay, that's a mouthful. Yeah. This was a like basic to the point of hovel-like shelter. Aww. So not the nicest place to camp that night. Um, and the couple were almost at the halfway point. Oh, go there. Yeah. They're almost at the halfway point of the AT now. So this is September. They left yeah. in June. So, so that's... June, July, August. So it's taken them... Three and a just over three months. I mean, they are no, and they are like only hiking half a day sometimes. That's the thing for them to be like dawdling. Yeah, you think how fast are you hiking when you're going? (laughs) (laughs) They probably could have done it in this like (laughs) forty-two days. Like, um, but yeah, they were almost at the halfway point, and their fitness had increased like exponentially. Like, obviously, they were fit to start with. Yeah, but after that, but yeah, now they were like no longer struggling with the strenuous days. So they were still making their way languidly along in general. They, like, they could do the strenuous days, but they weren't 
doing, doing the strenuous, strenuous days. days. <laughs> like, you know, why why work harder when you can work smarter? <laughs> so Why rush when you can stop to smell the roses? Yeah, exactly. And they really were doing that. They were yeah. still just taking in everything they could. And oh, their kind hearts just, like, shone through often as well. Aww. On the 6th of September, Jeff wrote in his diary an entry detailing how they'd met uh, this 15-year-old. He was called Paul, and he'd been actually thrown out of his parents' house. Oh. Yeah, and they met him at one of the shelters, and they actually talked to him and, like, counselled him. That's right. Yeah. Because they're used to dealing with kids. Yeah, and exactly. Giving them, like, yeah. Yeah, so they were using all that training and were trying to give him some different perspectives and yeah. things that he could try to actually improve his situation. That's amazing. Yeah. So like, they just sound like really beautiful people. So kind-hearted. Like, yeah, just, just like, caring yeah. and oh, just lovely, lovely people who would have made a massive difference, I think, to the world. Um, and then on the 11th, they were in a place called Duncannon, which sounded really Scottish to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Duncannon. Yeah. And they stayed at the Doyle Hotel. Oh, that's Irish. Come on. Yeah, true, yeah. Which, Is yeah. Duncannon with Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> Mrs. Doyle. Oh, oh no, Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> go on, go on. Go on, go on. <laughs> Will you not have a cup of tea, Father? No, no, you're fine, Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Do you not have a sandwich? There's cocaine in the... <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I meant sugar. sugar. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't you you need to watch father ted yes it's amazing it's brilliant um (laughs) yeah otherwise if you've not heard it we just sounded insane right now (laughs) Um, but yeah the the doyle hotel was not in any way the ritz no (laughs) but it was a building with like real beds and bathrooms even if it was just Three between twenty-three rooms, <laughs> so, beds or bathrooms. 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 Okay. So, so wow. it wasn't like amazing, but it was a place that they yeah. could stay and have a bath and actually sleep on a mattress and stuff. Um, it was so, like us growing up, isn't it? There was seven in our house, and there was a bathroom, one bathroom. Yeah. So that would be literally like that. Yeah. Awful. God, yeah. <laughs> that was a nightmare. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they decided they were going to stay there. And whilst whilst here, Molly and Jeff took the opportunity to call their parents. Because I guess, Aww. again, it's the 90s. It's, you're not going to no. have mobile, mobile phones. Or really, along, an, along a big trail like that, really no. come across telephones all that often. Um, so, yeah, they called their parents. And they arranged to meet up in... Uh, Harper's Ferry in a few days okay. to celebrate reaching the halfway mark. Aww, yeah, that's so sweet. Oh, and this bit, <laughs> all of this bit. Jeff's mum, Glenda, uh, she was going to bring two pumpkin pies. <gasps> oh, yeah, because they yes. were they were Jeff's favourite, and for and good just, reason. Yes, I cannot wait for pumpkin pies. I love a pumpkin pie. Yeah. Oh, um, I cooked one. Molly did a Thanksgiving when she was still here. <gasps> and I cooked pumpkin pie. Oh, yum. And I remember her being, like, so impressed because, obviously, how we cook it is completely from is scratch. It? Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say completely different. But, yeah, from scratch. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, no can pumpkin here. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff also asked his mum to bring soap so they could <laughs> wash their packs and, like, stop them from smelling. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, this is really sad. Jeff cryptically also told his mum, 
we have something to tell you when we all get together. And their families would never find out what that was. But they believed maybe they were going to tell them they were engaged. Aww. Yeah. Ugh, it was making me well up. That is it's sad. just so sad. And just that I would not be able to rest never knowing what that no, was. That would drive That me would eat cruelly. at me. Yeah. Like, oh, just so, so sad. Because, oh, like... That should have been so Yeah. Happy. If they had got engaged or whatever it was, like, that was going to be such happy news, I think. Yeah. But yeah, sounds so perfect for each I other. Know. So on the night of the eleventh, they ate shrimp and mushrooms. Which oh, is like, do they go together? <laughs> I do love prawns. Like, oh, yes. yum. And be- yeah, they had a meal of shrimp and mushrooms before signing the Doyle Hotel's register. Oh. Um, Jeff signed it, replying to another entry uh, where the person had stated they were the last southbounder of 1990. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff wrote. Hey, Greenhorn, you most certainly are not the last entry of the season. Um, As you can't read this, we'll tell you when we catch you. (laughs) As we hear it, we're about mid-slip of the South Bounders. I don't know what that means. Like the middle bunch of South Bounders, I think. They're not the last either. There are people. Okay. Uh, Mid-slip of the South Bounders moving down. Oops, getting food on the book. Good food, too. Time to go. <laughs> Clevis and Nalgene. Aww, yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> getting food on the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next day, the 12th, which was a Wednesday, the pair met a few of Molly's relatives in town. And they didn't tell them what the news no, was. No, so they didn't tell oh. them. Yeah. It's like we're waiting to tell our parents first. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then they got back on the trail. Um... So after hiking up to this like beautiful ridge top with vista views, that would like, freak me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Daddy heights. No, but a beautiful views apparently of like the rolling farmland and I'm just, just getting vertigo <laughs> just thinking about it. I do though. I was playing Assassin's Creed now. There's mm-hmm. this bit in it where you climb on these like glitch blocks okay. to get to the top to get something in the codex. Yeah. Um, and even just climbing up them with my character on the screen, I was getting serious <laughs> vertigo. Oh my it God. Was horrible. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so they just had like a two mile walk along this ridge top to the next shelter. That's not that far. No, but it was a really nice, like easy walk once you'd got up onto the ridge. And this shelter was called Thelma Marks. Okay. And it lay at the bottom of quite a sharp 500 foot descent just off the trail. Ooh. So, yes, yeah, so you had to go off and like steeply down. So, you climbed up to then go yeah. down again. Quite steeply. Yeah, just yeah. 500 foot, but it was kind of very like shrouded in trees. It was yeah. very like out of the way, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. They arrived late afternoon or early evening to moderately spacious, though, again, kind of dingy <laughs> shelter. But this is as much as we know of their journey. No. Because we know that their deaths, sadly, occurred in the early hours of the next day, probably between 5am and 7am. Oh, God. But we don't know what exactly occurred and never will, unfortunately, oh. because crews never admitted what had happened what an asshole he could at yeah. least have told people yeah so other than that at some point on the evening of the 12th or the early hours of the 13th they met crews and yeah we don't know what happened after that point it just then took a turn yeah um crews took 
not only their lives, but he also took their gear and their story as what? well. Um, what? Which, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's wow. just... Yeah, other hikers encountered Cruz along the trail after the murders, where Cruz was sporting a giant green Gregory rucksack. Uh, and said that he had started the trail in Maine at the start of June and that he was trailing a hiker known as Muskrat. So oh, he just stole their whole story of what they were doing, which just, that upsets me almost like just as much as, like he's not just killed, killed them. them, he's taken like what their future should have been. I don't yeah. know. Ugh. Horrible. I don't know, that just, that makes me feel even more icky and I don't know, just disgusting. Because also that means he talked to them. Yeah. He had, like, conversations Conversations. with them. What are you doing? Where are you going? Yeah, and then he killed them. They would have thought that they were chatting and connecting with them. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he has to have got to know them. Yeah. And, like, you don't deserve to have got to know them. That's horrible. Yeah. Like, that just, I don't know, yeah, like, not just killing them, taking all their things and then impersonating them almost yeah it's just vile like yeah it's just that's that to me was really it's so disrespectful yeah. of them mm. like yeah killing is as well but it's just further disgusting and what a piece of shit you are yeah it's almost like you obviously have no feelings at all for what you've done if mm. you can just yeah that's the thing yeah Oh. Um, but yeah, on the 13th, leaving Molly and Jeff lying inside the Thelma Marks shelter, Cruz hiked north back to Duncannon, where he hitched a few rides south to come back onto the trail miles away from the shelter. So he wouldn't be put yeah. in the place. Yeah, and oh. then assumed the through-hiking persona that he'd combined from Molly and Jeff. Oh. Yeah. Um, so now, um, if you remember last week, me mentioning that a few hikers were trying to catch up with Molly and Jeff. Yeah. And they were trying to catch up with people yeah. in them. It's this yeah. whole, like, yeah. kind of cat and mouse. Yeah. yeah. So they were Jean Flatfeet. Yeah. Jean Flatfeet Butcher. What? So I guess his trail name was Flatfeet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Biff and Cindy Bowen, who either didn't have trail names or just they weren't given. Um, yeah. They Maybe are, they've not, they're just starting out and they haven't yeah. found it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they arrived in Duncannon on the 13th. Yeah. Uh, Gene, or Flatfeet, <laughs> um, he decided he wanted to carry on. Um, so he continued solo. Yeah. And he actually bypassed the Thelma Mark shelter. Okay. He kind of looked at it through the trees, but was like, mm, It's a long way down to Yeah, then. it's really dark yeah. and nah. So he carried on to the Darlington shelter instead, yeah. which, when he got there, it was covered in, like, rubbish including a red gym bag. Which will that, be our yep. whatever I was going to say, ones. does that sound familiar? Yeah. And a note addressed to a Casey Horn from a library. Oh. Um, yeah. Which was his fake name. Yep. <laughs> Biff and Cindy, however, they decided to kind of dilly-dally for a while in Duncannon, um, eating some pizza, drinking some beers, and just, like, chilling out. Aww. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. They left about 5 p.m., and headed to Thelma Marks. Um, so they kind of left the main trail onto the Thelma Marks 500 foot, yeah. about six. Okay. It was almost Biff's birthday, oh. 
And they'd been pursuing Jeff and Molly for nearly three months. Oh, so they hoping yeah. to be able to celebrate. Yeah, they and... were super excited, thinking they'd finally get to meet the couple and, yeah, celebrate Biff's birthday with them and mm. just chat to these people that they'd been following and enjoying their entries for so long. Um, and they recalled the clearing around the shelter as being eerily quiet, though. And within an hour, they had hurriedly hiked back to Duncannon to oh. place a phone call to the oh, state police force. Bumps. literally just shivered. Yeah. Horrible. And obviously this oh. is, well, they got to the shelter at six. Yeah. So they're kind of hiking through the dusk back. And oh. I just, that, like with your story about the mum and daughter. Yeah. With the, the couple who had to hike down the mountain to ring. Yeah. Just, I don't know, I just think that must be horrible having to hike and not know. Yeah, to go back to get help. You can't just ring straight yeah. away. You've got to carry the weight of that, that knowledge you. to go and relay it. Oh, God. yeah. And just, they must have been so looking forward to seeing them for his birthday because they would have felt like they'd got to know them a little bit. They would have thought that they're such fun people from the messages mm-hmm. that they were leaving and everything. Yeah, and... almost felt like they knew them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, detectives left for the shelter immediately. But due to the nature of the location, it was, like, laboriously slow. Like, almost agonisingly oh. slow. The detectives uh, were... Uh, so, Bill Link was one of the state troopers. Yeah. He remembers that the detectives were in dress shoes. Uh, oh, it no. was dark. That, that's not good for no. hiking. They only had torches for light. Oh. So, it took three hours on foot to reach the shelter. I bet they had blisters and everything as Yeah, well. from those fancy shoes. Like, jeez. Oh. And once there, the crime scene was laid bare by that same torchlight, which oh. I cannot imagine having to look at a crime scene in torchlight. That's got to be absolutely horrific. Yeah, just in the middle of the woods with just torches. What did you do? You wouldn't have brought, like, evidence bags no. or tape or anything with thing. you, would you? Yeah, just oh. that chills me, imagining yeah. just... Yeah. Jeff was lying in a corner at the back of the shelter... And he had his head on, like, a makeshift pillow. Oh, so I guess, no. I don't know, maybe, like, clothes or yeah. something folded up. Um, and he looked like he was asleep. That's so sad. Yeah. And on the other side of the shelter was Molly, who was face down in a pool of blood. So a lot less peaceful yeah. than Jeff. Yep. Oh. Unfortunately, yeah. It no. does later, I think, turn out that she was sexually assaulted oh. by the fucking yeah. wank stain. He's just such a horrible person. And he's done it before. And obviously he's targeted women before. So it's like, get rid of Jeff, quick Mm -hmm. and cleanly, and then he can do what he wants. Yeah, you kind of assume, if Jeff was lying down and looked like he was asleep, you kind of think he must have maybe gone for him in the early hours whilst he is asleep. So, yeah, like, absolute, like, pathetic wimp as well. Yeah. Like, going for people whilst they're asleep. Yeah. So, yeah, but then after the three hours it had taken for the detectives to arrive on foot, it was then four more hours for them to get two all-terrain vehicles to the shelter. That's what, like, this is like two in the morning or something. Yeah, about two, three in the morning. Yeah. God, gosh. And I'm guessing the other officers just had to wait there. Yeah, with the bodies in the dark. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, they had to take these vehicles up the mountainside. Um, 
And so they were using an old logging road. Okay. And it took so long because troopers were actually having to cut down trees en route to get through. Yeah. That's bonkers. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was by now the 14th of September. So Molly and Jeff had been dead for about a day and a half. And I just find it heartbreaking, like, still their families had no idea. No. Until Glenda, Jeff's mum, switched on the radio that morning. Oh, no. Just as a news report was detailing the murders of two hikers near Duncannon. And obviously that was where she knew Jeff and Molly were last. Oh, just the horror that she must have felt as well. Yeah, just just awful. And... That is where I am going to pause part two because I want to be able to go into the aftermath and the trial and yeah. it was too much to fit into this episode. Um, so this is a shorter episode than so, normal yeah. and next week will probably be about the same length but it was just sort of too long to comfortably fit in yeah. one. So as opposed to my often very long episodes (laughs) we've got a couple of shorter ones yeah um, to sort of break things up a bit and also just because i couldn't i really just felt too miserable to carry on for a bit at that point yeah understandably yeah it seems like probably we all just need a bit of a breather yeah um so yeah next week we'll go into the sort of investigation and trial yeah so yeah okay um sorry i'm just gonna say sorry really for yeah it's just doing uh, this i think maybe part of it is our fault for doing three episodes in a row yes we are i feel very washed out washed out emotionally and just the world is shite right now yeah it isn't there's lots of positive stuff in the world but yeah you can go do your it's very heavy sometimes um submersing yourself in this stuff it is it really really is but uh, yeah. i think it's important to to give the victims of these sorts of crimes that sort of respect in Definitely. doing it yeah their story should be told yeah um i'm going to now go and eat something before i do my 5k yeah and then i've got carbonara afterwards because oh, of our race tomorrow it's oh. my always it's my pre-proper race uh, food now i want carbonara <laughs> oh my god yum oh We've got like sausages and broccoli and onion gravy and stuff. But, See, that's good as well. Yeah, but, but now I want carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. Oh, but cool. yeah. All right. We'll catch you next, next week. Next week. Right, bye. Ah, oh, you've been listening to the, the Weird, Weird Sisters. Sisters. <laughs> Thanks for giving us a listen. Um, hopefully, you're enjoying it, and we'll give us a like, a share, and yeah, yeah, a review. Tell your friends. Tell please, your... please, please. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to help us out. Um, and if you do want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at the Weird Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. That is weird with a Y, as we have said before. <laughs> W-Y-R-D. Why, you ask? We don't know. <laughs> well, you should, because you are English masters. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can also get us at Facebook, which is at the Weird Sisters Podcast. Again, W Y R D. <laughs> and Instagram as well, which is surprisingly the Weird Sisters Podcast. Yeah. W Y R D also. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we would love to hear from you. Any sort of suggestions, comments, just want to chat. We're yeah. here for you. Awesome. Hope to hear from you soon, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.